Jesus is a revolutionary. He pushes the envelope in his teachings and he transforms practices and beliefs of his time. It might not seem like he is doing that in our gospel today of the Beatitudes. That's precisely what Jesus is doing. He is transforming the way of belief for his followers. In our gospel today of the Beatitudes, Jesus goes up this mountain and there he begins to teach. This should call to mind a certain image from the Old Testament of Moses going up a mountain and there receiving a teaching from God, the Ten Commandments, the way in which we are to live our lives. And Jesus rightly is called the new Moses, meaning that he is the new Moses who is giving a teaching to his followers because Jesus is God. And he's not telling them how to live their lives, but who they should become in the Beatitudes. Later on in this chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus will continue in this person of the new Moses, this teacher of his disciples. He'll say, I've come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. You have heard that it was said, but I tell you this. And he'll teach the disciples how they should live their lives and who they must become. That's what he's doing with the Beatitudes. And how does Jesus transform the way of belief of his time with the Beatitudes is this. He calls people blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. What Jesus is saying is that you're invited to become blessed. And this is a completely new teaching for the people of the time. It's a new teaching for his followers of Judaism, a new teaching for those of the Greeks who would hear it, because the only person who was blessed in those religions was God, or for the Greeks, the gods and the goddesses, that they were the ones who were blessed, that we as a people were not the blessed, but only God alone. But now Jesus, who is God, is inviting his followers into that very life of being blessed. He's asking them to become imitators of God and to become more like God. In this teaching of the Beatitudes, even though it comes right at the beginning of the gospel, we see the fulfillment of each one of the Beatitudes all throughout Jesus' public ministry leading up to his crucifixion. And so the Beatitudes are a way in which we imitate Jesus in this life. For example, it said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, to be poor in spirit means that to be completely dependent upon God in this life. And Jesus was born poor in spirit in that sense, born to the holy family, born homeless in a manger in Bethlehem. And as he would go about teaching, he would say, birds of the air and animals have places to lay their heads, but not the Son of Man. When Jesus invites his followers to go out on a mission, he says to them, take no money, take no sack with you. This poverty of spirit, of being dependent upon God for their every need. Jesus was one who mourned. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jesus mourned at the death of his friend Lazarus. He mourned at the death of his foster father Joseph. He mourned with the widow of Nain whose son had died. And out of compassion, he raised him back to life. And so Jesus knows what it's like to mourn. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Meek 
is to be gentle or to be kind. And so Jesus in the Gospel of John says, I am meek and humble of heart. He's saying, I am kindness, I am gentleness. Become more like me. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Jesus' concern was always for the outcast, for the lowly of society, for the poor. And so thirsting for righteousness for them. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Jesus is the Savior, the Redeemer. And to be the Redeemer means that Jesus himself is mercy. Pope Francis did an interview in a book called The Name of God is Mercy. That's who Jesus is. And all throughout his ministry, he shows that mercy to others, to the woman caught in adultery, to the woman at the well, to the criminal who is crucified next to him, giving and showing mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. To be clean of heart actually means to, the heart is the place where decisions are made. And so to be pure in our hearts and the decisions and in our motives. That as Jesus says, from the heart the mouth speaks. Blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus was a peacemaker. He wants peace in our world today. He said to his disciples, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Blessed are they who are persecuted. Blessed are they when they insult you and persecute you. This is the very way that Jesus dies on the cross because he was persecuted by those who did not agree with his message, by the Pharisees and the Sadducees who ended up putting him to death. As Jesus gives this teaching, he's saying to his disciples, this is who I am because I am the blessed one, but I want you all to be blessed as well. And I want you to live that life that God has for you in imitation of God to become more like God. Now in our gospel, there's always kind of like a reward for those who are blessed. And ultimately, I think for each one of them, we could say that the reward is everlasting life. The reward is heaven. Jesus says that at times and other times it's almost inferred. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That when we're dependent upon God in this life, then that will be fulfilled in eternal life. Blessed are they who mourn, they will be comforted. In this life, we mourn the death of our loved ones, our parents, our children, whoever it might be that's past. We mourn their death, but we receive comfort in the reality that there is life after death in eternal life. And so when we go to be with God, we're reunited with those people who have gone before us, and truly then we'll be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. It's not any land that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the promised land, the promised land of heaven. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy, that if we show mercy in this life to others, if we show kindness and generosity, if we forgive others, that then when we go before God on our day of judgment and give an account of our life, that because we've shown mercy, our God will show us mercy as well. The goal of the Beatitudes is eternal life. Some people have called the Beatitudes the Magna Carta of the Christian life, the roadmap to eternal life. And that's precisely what it is. And Jesus, who is this revolutionary teacher, this one who transforms the way of belief, even to this very day. And as we hear the Beatitudes, it has the power to transform our lives because it tells us who we must become. 
And so if we live the Beatitudes, if we become poor in spirit, if we do everything, if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, well, then our reward will be great in heaven. It's then when we take our last breath in this life that the Lord will say to us, Come you who are blessed of my Father and inherit the kingdom of heaven. For because you lived this way, your reward will be great.